<laughs> okay, yeah, just take that. I gotta go teach this class. Hello, ho, hey, kids, sit on down. Hey. Uh, Mr. O'Brien is not here today, but welcome, Internet, and uh, welcome to this season. 163, episode 3 of the Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. It's the podcast you already know. We take the deep dive into America's shared consciousness, start dry heaving, and then try and make some jokes so we can make it palatable for the public. It's That's Wednesday. Give people what they want. Heaving. Exactly. Actually, it's not Wednesday. I'm sorry. That's me. I shouldn't have hit that blunt so hard before I walked in here. It's <laughs> Thursday, December 10th, 2020. 40 some odd days until Jan 20. That's my mother's birthday. So, you know, shout out to her. Uh, my name is Miles Gray. And you know what? If it's me, then that means AKA, believe it or not, Jack's not on the pod. Miles Gray is your substitute. Teach. Fire up the sports bloopers and leave me alone. I come in stinking of weed. Believe it or not, it's just me. Shout out well, to Flumper yeah. Hole in your stocking. I was clocking that, aka in the Discord. That's from a month ago. And I was like, I know Jack about to be out, so I'm going to remember that one. Thank you for having that hyper specific, aka for me. And I am pleased. No, no, no. Nay. Thrilled, nay, honored to be joined with my guest co-host today, Little Zamboni herself, Jamie Loftus, aka Alfred Molina, has is coming back to Spider-Man, baby. He's in the MCU. He's gonna play Doctor Octopus. Again, I've got my little Alfred with me oh, here. You literally and are that, holding on to the action figure. I'm clutching him. I'm white knuckling my little Alfred. You're Molina breaking his little legs. Figure. He's coming back. I'm very. I. It's. <laughs> this is the first time I've smiled literally in ten months. I feel yeah. so good. I'm. It's also flying. Odd because you have what I believed was it. You have smiled in my estimation was an actual smile. But now seeing this smile you're doing, I you must have been angry those other times because this is. I've really been just of light. holding back. Because this yeah. is this is the greatest I've felt in so long. I feel fucking amazing. Was it contentious whether or not Melina was going to re-enter the MCU because of the Sony thing? Well, the thing with Melina specifically, I think it was Melina and Jamie Foxx. There were like two iconic Spider-Man yeah. villains that were not technically in the MCU because their movies were too old. Oh, um, so oh right before like, they were to wrangle the canon. Yeah, so they were like non-canon villains. But now, if you give a shit about that sort of thing, which I don't, I just want to see him in a fedora and a cloak again yeah. with a bunch of claws, you know, <laughs> making White little claws, horny threats. Right. I just want to see him make little horny threats on screen again. And uh, so he's he's canon now. He's going he's uh, going in. I'm true so validation. I'm so happy. And I'm before, so excited. And you know, as much as I would love to let you have your moment of joy, I I must introduce another super villain uh, <laughs> in the in the the universe cinematic podcast universe of this show, Doctor <laughs> Chaos himself. Please welcome our guest today, Mr. Blake Wexler. Hey, this is Blake Wexler, a.k.a. Mary <laughs> Seinfeld, a.k.a. Sarah Silverbells, a.k.a. Chris Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, a.k.a. Felice Navidad fan, a.k.a. Jeff Garland, <laughs> a.k.a. George <laughs> Garland, a.k.a. Seth <laughs> McGarland, a.k.a. Garland Williams. Hi, everyone. Seth it's uh, good to be here. Oh, Thank you for having wow. me. Seth wow. McGarland hit. But I don't yeah, even that know fucked it you up. in a way that was good or bad. Yeah, uh, you never Ooh. will. 
You never will. That's a know. posthumous <laughs> feeling. Just, single get. red, single red tear came out the corner of her eye. <laughs> one, 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 one drop, one, one blood, one blood. <laughs> um, <okay. laughs> anyway, uh, for all my folks out there that are you know into the yard like me, so let's talk a little bit about what we're gonna speak about on the show, and then. Blake yeah. will open the gates to the chaos realm. Yeah, I'll wait. Um, uh, first, <laughs> first, we're going to talk about uh, One America News, Newsmax, uh, Facebook, your aunt's chain emails. Which Who is going to oust Fox News as the number one news source for MAGA World and Trump and his uh, pursuit of fantasies? Uh, what else? Oh, that, that, that woman what? with Rudy Giuliani last week, Melissa Carone, who everyone was like, is she turned? the fuck up at a legislative mm-hmm. hearing we got some more details about her um and also oh, she went on inside edition to set the record straight so we'll check in on that so we don't you know <laughs> speak any miss we don't misspeak on her truth mm-hmm. as a uh as she, actually i'm gonna even save that description because it's gonna be pretty good uh also russian media is now pretty much openly encouraging donald trump to just come to russia and saying like hey bro we'll protect you um, you know, because it's going to be hot for you on January 21. So uh, why don't you make a flight stop What's on over to Moscow and we'll protect you. Uh, who I knows? hope they're I well, no, I can't. I, don't, I feel like it would be illegal to say what I hope the end game is there. Oh, well, we'll bleep it out. And we'll, that's we so will, funny. We will. <laughs> but if he got off the plane and they just were like, just kidding, Mitch, and they killed him. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> You That'd thought what if? Wow, <laughs> it's like some My weird kid. fucked up like Aqua Teen Hunger Force like end of an episode <laughs> type thing where you just hit credits like I'm here and they're like we're going to kill you and then you hit the credits. That's good. Just classic gotcha journalism. That's <laughs> Donald good. Trump does look like the captain of something called the Hunger Force. Like he does look like someone <laughs> right. who is yeah, the most hungry. Out of um, and then we were going to talk a little bit about uh, the Russian vaccine when we're on, on that topic and some of the stipulations and, and things you have to take into consideration when taking this vaccine. We'll also talk about Nicholas Coppola, this young man who is using his family's uh, notoriety to start a career. He landed himself a gig oh. on Netflix. And we'll talk a little bit about Gordon Ramsay. He's he's half reading the room and half fucking up reading the room. Uh, <laughs> and we'll get into that. But first. Blake, oh, what's something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Thank you for using my God's given name. Your Um, your confirmation name. Blake, of course. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with, uh, can you get poison ivy from dead leaves is uh, the most most recent search that I had. What's the answer to that? Stay tuned. No, uh, what if that was my idea for a tease? Guys, listen, I don't want to do your job for you, but they will hang around for the answer to that question. Stay uh, tuned. It is in Act 3. In Act 3. We're waiting to Act... No, Act 2. I like to put it right in the Ooh. middle. Of, wow. Oh, that's a test. Wow, it okay. Is a test. I don't know how Robert McKee will feel about that, but go on. If there's anything I do, it's test the patience of those... Robert. I haven't heard Who that my voice? spoken out loud in 10 years. <laughs> That's for all the Starbucks screenwriter crowd <laughs> <laughs> fucking reading story by Robert McKee. Um, but Blake, okay, so yeah. what happened? You, you saw a pile of leaves and knowing you, I know what you like to do. You mm-hmm. always, you can't resist jumping into a dead pile of leaves with your naked body. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Is that Listen, what happened? Let's just say I went out wearing nothing but a rake. And I saw a pile of dead leaves. And um, so I was wondering because like I picked them up and because I was moving them out of my way. And I'm like, oh, they looks like poison ivy. And apparently five days 
after Poison Ivy's dead, it still has it's the oil on Poison right. Ivy that that gets you, and the uh. oil is still um, a threat during that time period. I was fine, you know. It's I'm more sorry, like, I have to yeah. just to back up. Oil. I made a joke, and then you said something that actually struck me as even more odd is that you had to move them out of your way. What yes. are you talking? What what was what are you talking? You were. Yes, you just like beating up a leaf pile or some shit. You're like, oh, get back, leaf pile. I'm fucking coming to like what? What do you? It was eminent you? domain. Actually, <laughs> I invoked eminent domain. Uh, they were evident in my domain, so I moved them. No, I've as you know, I've been into a par three golf recently in Los Feliz, and it was in the way of my ball, and uh, I moved them out of the way with my hands, and didn't make a difference because I don't know how to play golf yet. But uh, yeah, those leaves are gone, and they were dead. Dead as a doornail. And that's Have a term I made up. Had a ever had a poison oak or ivy experience ever as a child? No. Apparently, no? no. Yeah, I never had that either. Never got that. Never, never been stung by a bee. Lived a very sheltered what? life. What? Interesting. Never been stung. Never been stung. The new rom com about yep. it. Oh, <laughs> uh, from the people who brought you bee movie. Oh, Which is a horny. I watched that movie for the first time last week. It was like genuinely more horny than I was prepared for it to be. B movie's horny? Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld B falls in love with Renee Zellweger wine mom. Like in the, oh, in the first yes. couple of scenes. And then he's like, I'm going to, I think I'm going to fuck this human woman. And I she's. I'm going to fuck a human. <laughs> and she clearly, for me, it was very clear that she only views this as a friendship with, with Jerry Seinfeld B. But <laughs> he is really so like. B Seinfeld? <laughs> she's like, clearly needs someone in her life. And so she says, like, oh, yeah, I'll hang out. Oh, yeah, I'll hang out with this uh, Oh, yeah, you sure be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But wow. then Jerry Seinfeld B kind of reads into it and thinks that you know it's a tale as old as time. Yeah, the, the, B, mm-hmm. the Jerry Beauty Seinfeld the B is getting friend zoned big time. He doesn't even realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Can I t- it's, and it's I so think awful. the most tragic part about bees is that their bodies have uh, horizontal stripes instead of vertical stripes with those big fat tummies they have. And if they got a little bit of a slimming action with those, those stripes yeah. aren't doing them hoops, any favors. As they call them in the UK, hoops. <laughs> yes. Hoops aren't very slimming. You know, no. Um, no, God, but it no. is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> it is. Uh, Blake, <laughs> what is something that you think is underrated? Underrated? I'm going to go with a certain uh, good friend of the show, Cape Cod Chips. I'm going to go with there. <gasps> friend underrated. of the show. Love, love Cape Cod <laughs> Chips. Hey, you, hey, you know we're show. a Zaps. We're a Zaps podcast. You can't evoke oh, no Cape Cod Chips in here. We're Zaps Salt only. And- Salt and Vinny Cape Cod chips, nothing Oof. like them. Let's just say those are right over Daddy's right shoulder right now. They're hanging up <laughs> oh. on top of the fridge, ready to be okay. broken okay. open. Yeah. Wow. And let's Weird just say flex, the, but all right. the amount of fat in those, 40% less than the leading brand. Even though in my eyes, Cape Cod is the aren't leading Cape brand. Aren't Cape Cod like they're crunchy as fuck, aren't they, Cape Cod? Oh god, chips? yes. They're like they're toothy. Cr- like you can't come you can't pull up with some weak teeth and have a bag of like same no. with like Cascade Tim's or Tim's a Cascade, whatever them Washington ones are. Stacy's chips. Like you're you, Stacy's you, really, you need your teeth in good shape. I can't eat a Stacy's chip. It makes my mouth bleed. I put you a mouth guard in to eat those. You cannot go yeah. on a stage. I, pu- I put them in. A, I put them in a steaming tray for about four minutes just to introduce <laughs> some moisture. Then I can have a one of a, a Stacy chip. I slow cook <laughs> them in a in a pressure. instapot in an instapot for six hours, and then wait. I why do in. you? But you know, we're getting off topic. Let's give some free advertising to Cape Cod, who is not, who yes. still won't sponsor yeah. us. Cowards, free. pull um, up with the I'm not getting a little bit. Yeah, pull up with the truck, cowards. But um, why Cape Cods? 
So, uh, I mean, I don't want to spoil my overrated, so I won't. Um, okay. But yeah, so I just, I'll just feel give like... a terrible answer. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> well, don't uh, preempt my terrible answer by calling it one. Uh, don't spoil it. Yeah, uh, no, I, j- I just feel like they have the proper, you know, not too many flavors. They have the classics. They have, well, they don't have 16 barbecues, you know, like they don't have insane flavors. Like kettle. It's, yeah, they. Like what? Like kettle? Kettle chips? Did you just ask brand? me what my overrated was? Uh oh. SpaghettiOs. Spaghetti okay, chips. <laughs> Spaghetti <laughs> Spaghetti chips. What That's were they right. thinking? <laughs> what the hell? These uh, so I'm guessing. It was a shot. It was worth I, a you shot. know, I, I, I did a little bit of college back in the day. So you're saying that SpaghettiOs is overrated. I am. Uh, I am. I'm uh, saying when I opened up that ba- that plastic bag and there were just uh, 80 cans in it, I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is this? It's not a chip. I'm putting a chip in my chip? teeth on these cans. <laughs> overrated cans. is kettle chips. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. Now, so they've gone the way of Lay's in which. Oh, not, yes. Wow. Wow. Okay. Ring the alarm, everybody. He said it. I, that, those are not my words. I did not say so, they've gone the way of Lay's. What That's does that mean? Like they're a sellout, or they're they're letting they're letting the people pick the flavors now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that's very letting well put. The suits pick the flavors. Letting mm-hmm. the suits pick the flavors. They've overextended themselves, and what happens to every good empire? When they're overextended, it falls apart. So now they yeah. have yeah. like, like you know, Penelope Cruz flavored chips or whatever they're doing. Like they great. have all these crazy flavors, you know, baked wow. potato with like a side of hot sauce. And mm. it's too much. It's it's just they're copying foods and putting them into a chip, which I think is, you know, you don't have to have two flavors, but 80, you know, thousand flavors. What's the limit? What's many. the sweet spot? What are the laws? If you were saying if you had to start a like a consortium of chip makers and there were certain <laughs> laws that everyone in the industry ab- like were ab- was abiding by how many flavors like what are the staple flavors like probably not is double digits would almost be too much well, right well i figure you got to do normal you got to right. do salt and vinny mm-hmm. uh gotta. barbecue uh, you know barbecue a cheese yeah. a cheese oh, i love a cheesy chip. And, some, a cheese un- and some onion e thing correct i correct. guess some so. yeah that's the- true so now we're at five so five, I can do that. That's Five's good. But here's the thing. But then I love Zaps because they went and did crawdad taters. And now Ooh. we're introducing Cajun flavors that are all C. This is what. So that's maybe it's, I, I like Zaps but that's, as a treat. Then we're at six. But only you know, as like, a treat. As a, wow. Yeah. Zaps as a treat. Wow. Zaps okay. as a treat. Yeah. Oh, Zaps, Zaps as oxygen for me. It's all right. <laughs> okay. I will spoil myself. <laughs> Anyways, that gang, if you have ideas on how we should move forward with the chip consortium, please let us mm-hmm. know what the other bylaws are. I guess if you're regional, I, right? If you're regional, then you can have a sixth interchangeable flavor. That yes. respects where you're from. I, I, I like that live, a lot. I used to live next door to an Uts delivery guy. And so so I so it would be there'd be a lot of did you guys ever fuck around with Uts? I oh. did because of the office, sadly. Uh, there was like one yeah. episode. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And they're like, you never been to Pennsylvania? I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's tough growing up next door to an Utz apologist. But you know, Utz was feeding his kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so it so it was tough when he would be like, Merry Christmas, Loftus family. Here's a bunch of Utz. And we would be like, ah, uh, oh, what do we? Okay, mm. I guess we got to eat all this Utz. Is this un- unexciting? Uh, it's just bland. It's just bland. I just I feel bad. I hope hopefully my childhood neighbor who moved away a long time ago uh, isn't listening. But it's just bland. <laughs> in tears right now with their headphones. He's in. like, I gave them all those free chips. 
That is I a saw, bummer. I just saw recently when I was at the store, Uts came through. Like, they're on national now because a lot of the yeah. um, Halloween things were Uts like Uts pretzel, big. like, t- you know, barrels and like cheese ball barrels of Uts and things like that. So, you know what? The pretzels are the good. The, I will say, Uts pretzels, they, they hang tight. It's the chips that just don't do it for me. Too salty. They hurt my mouth. Oh, everything hurts my mouth. I everything. Hurt, I was going to say, so like, every, even Cheetos is kind of based on how much they hurt my mouth. What is this? Poor is made of rocks or something. <laughs> it's overcooked rice. No, I don't want to bring up. I do. I don't want to disrespect our elders, but grandma Utz um, has a mm. kettle chip herself, which I, I don't even know if that would be a spinoff mm. of Utz because it's still under the Utz. Speaking of canon within that canon. Yeah, but in the, in the Uts they, universe, yeah, they they feel like a little oily to me. Like I think there's a little too much oil in Grandma Uts. And who's again, Grandma Uts? They're oily. they're trying to capitalize. If you know, so you know. They're being yeah, cheeky you. and yes. being like, "Okay, yes. you don't fuck with those, but you, oh, you gonna say no to Grandma? Mm-mm. You sick piece of shit!" <laughs> like, trying to manipulate <laughs> us and be like, "Well, Grandma, I don't want to say no to you, grandma. ageist fuck, huh? You're gonna yeah. say say yeah? Oh wow, okay, I, I see. We wow. even made it." We even made it in soya sauce flavor for yous. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> soya sauce? Easy, buddy. What the fuck was each, that? Each one comes with like a pair of dentures in there to help you chew them. Yo, <laughs> it's because they're so hard. to Uts. <laughs> All right, well, that's got me hungry. Um, and yeah. now I want to go buy some Uts. But before we do that, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we are back. Oof. Let's talk about um, the media landscape is changing, I think. Yes. I think, you know, right now we're in an interesting time where on the left and right, the people who have been at the wheel most of the time are seeing this other group on either side of them being like, wait, who the fuck are these? I thought they were on our They, they want something different than we've been putting down. Wait, how, how do we deal with this now? What's mm-hmm. going on? Yeah. Because it used to just be you know zombie you know zombie in step just go with whatever we're saying down the ticket and it's different versions on either side right on the left you have more progressives leftists socialists who are advocating for you know real uh equity uh as we can it, uh, set the set the scales straight you know try and get everybody fed everyone housed everyone educated everyone taken care of with their health no matter what their needs are you know like that ridiculous, kind of shit. ridiculous. you know like love and shit and meanwhile, on the right, it's just fantasy town, uh, ethno state, fucking you know, fan fiction, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Just absolute trash, misinformation, um, and also just racism. And the each each established party is having trouble figuring out what to do. So I, all of that is playing out on against this backdrop right now, especially with like Fox News, uh, because we know. Trump fucking hates them for acknowledging the accepted reality and truth that he has lost the election and was was calling states uh, as they were as they were coming in to say, yes, this makes sense. Arizona is probably going to go for Joe Biden. We're calling it. Uh, and he's and now Joe Biden will probably be the president. That has made him very pissed. And for someone who can't stand hearing anything negative about himself, of course, he went looking for new ways to entertain himself and to soothe his wounds in the form of One America News, which is absolute garbage was, dumpster fire. This is it. I, that that's a, a relatively new entity to to me. I yeah. didn't. I wasn't aware of what. Oh, uh, I've been a fan of theirs for years. Like, or OANN, I guess, One American <laughs> News Network. <laughs> 
<laughs> Did you yeah. get on early? Yeah, of course. They've I been... was there early, very early on. Like oh, a they couple grabbed years me ago. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. Remember remember Blake's remember Blake's takes was on there? Mm-hmm. Oh right. yeah, yeah, you That's where were. Where it started, wow. and he was like, "They don't, they don't like." They my couldn't humor afford me. Was the problem yeah. very uh, <laughs> amicable breakup? However, <laughs> so well, you know, they, and they've been around, but they were more like they weren't really hitting the mainstream because it was just absolute nonsense. Uh, like you know, because even for Fox News viewers, they're like, nah, at least Fox News has the like aesthetic of a news network, whereas OAN looked like a weird. A community college like ramble fest <laughs> with about the same so quality yeah, yeah that was the, it like literally looks like a college news network it looks terrible yeah with i think with absolutely like with a maybe a third of the same vetting uh of news stories <laughs> that even like a junior like, high newspaper this, would have. like no offense but everyone on this news network is wearing clothes from forever 21 like it's <laughs> like yeah one of their nighttime anchors just had a shirt that said on fleek uh, which is like <laughs> Okay, I, I guess your your stylist is making a decision. Um, but the thing that you know is that's making news right now is that like the ratings are starting to shift. Like Fox is no longer undisputed number one. I mean, they are in the sense that they're still blowing out these other networks. But Fox's ratings have gone down um, since the election, and Newsmax is the other uh, network in waiting. They have slowly gained traction. And of course they would, because what they're saying is outlandish, fantastic bullshit that is meant to just be like, no, Trump won, y'all. And we'll say it 500 million different ways so you can just pretend that Joe Biden didn't win. And on Monday, they crossed a very big milestone, which was that their ratings did better than Fox um, during like, yes. So on Monday night. In the 25 to 54 demo, which all these advertisers like love, the show Greg Kelly reports. This is a guy who got used to get 100,000 viewers barely. Um, he wow. outdid the story with Martha McCallum on Fox. And it was only by like 26,000 viewers or something. But they fucking bested Fox for the first time on and Arizona's time. worth. Of yeah. Viewers. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> That it's, is absurd. That's absurd. I mean, that does speak to how willing Trump's base is to kind of pivot as instructed. I was I was curious when he started pushing those other like shitty looking news networks. I'm like, will this work or are like are people really, truly allied with him or are they allied with Fox or like how willing are they to break? Uh, but the, I guess the answer is very willing. Yeah. I mean, I think you think of it like this, cool right? Cult. It's like. It's like anything, you know, let's say the Eagle, the Eagles lost or maybe the Bruins let's, lost or maybe the Lakers lost or Arsenal. Bruins. And, 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 you know, like, you know, and as a fan of anything, like there's like, you want to avoid the news that your team sucks by all costs. You know, like you mm-hmm. don't want to look mm-hmm. at the blogs that's picking apart what went wrong for them in the third period, the fourth quarter, the second half, whatever it is. You just want to avoid that. So you'd rather get the. So now your just human need is to be like, who's saying something that's going to soothe this terrible hit to my confidence and ego? And you go to these places because this is what Greg Kelly said the other night. This is what the the rhetoric is. This is and keep in mind, this is after the Supreme Court, like Justice Alito quite literally was like, hey, get the fuck out of here with this attempt to try and overturn the results in Pennsylvania. Like (laughs) fucking Alito said that it was a one line rejection from the Supreme Court (laughs) where Trump was like, look at all the justices I've put there. They're not fuck like apparently they have limits. So 
Greg Kelly, in response to all this, because again, they need their they need their wounds healed, said, quote, we're getting warmer. These lawsuits are coming together. There are a lot of fake news headlines out there right now saying that the Pennsylvania situation is over. It is not. It is alive and well. The headlines are wrong. I was on the phone today with Professor Alan Dershowitz, some of the litigants of the Trump campaign. Uh, This thing is going forward. Yes, the Supreme Court denied an injunction, but that does not mean the case is not on the docket. It's... It's scary, too, because like even though Trump obviously, you know, shook everything up and Fox too, like just completely worked outside the structure of, you know, rationale and humanity, there was still a structure there where Trump was still technically a president and there are rules there somewhere. He broke all of them, but they do still exist. And Fox is still a broadcast network. So they are still governed by some there are there's some sort of ceiling there, even though the ceiling isn't necessarily where you want it to be. And now you have these other networks that don't even have those rules. You know, so once Trump is outside of that structure of, you know, like the White House and that like now that he can journalism, yeah, journalism. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if that word is even relevant here. I I know. I was like, is anyone truly doing journalism at this point? We don't know. Yeah. Sadly. Yes. to say. Just us. But yeah, now that there's like, you know, uh, those shackles aren't on anymore. Like there's no like what's to stop them from saying anything. There's nothing. Yeah. No, no. To Newsmax's point, like they've they've said early on, like we're not a news channel. Like we're kind of like opinion talk stuff. So just so you know, for like, you know, FCC reasons, we're not trying to be out here saying we are the news because we're not. But we're saying news like things with news like outfits on Um, with. (laughs) Right. That, that news like coffee shirt. for 360p resolution on your screen. Um, <laughs> that's what we are, Newsmax. Yeah. But it's interesting because Don Lemon, he on CNN was speaking about this, like, you know, possible, like, there's a, there's a shift happening in right wing media. He was like unequivocal and is like, Fox will always be my dad. I mean, will always be your dad. Like, Newsmax, this isn't going to happen. Like, he was just, you know, saying that no matter how it all ends up, they will never be Fox News. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. I on one on one hand, I can see that I can see what he means. Like they're the established network. But on the other, it almost seems like this weird blind spot that like the media even had with like Trump supporters in 2016, where they're like, people aren't thinking like that or like people aren't going to vote for this. And they're like, oh, they are. And it, it's just when you're yeah. looking at the migration away from Fox, it's like. Hi, Don Lemon. Are you also looking at your place as a like mainstream media anchor right. and hoping that on the left the same thing isn't occurring? Where like that's it's what not I think a is monolith. It's like he's he's uh, maybe projecting a little bit. Yeah, me think being so. Like, oh no, no, there's no way. We've been around for what like checks watch twenty years, right? Uh, like or how? I mean. Yeah, I, I I hope I mean I hope everyone at CNN is nervous because well yeah I, I, I think even as like the reporting is happening now like Stephanie Rule like butted heads with Bernie Sanders over why mm-hmm. he wanted twelve hundred dollars checks versus six hundred and was pointing to the fact that he couldn't get any legislation passed it was like a very weird confrontation when I mean Bernie or not the point I think should be universally accepted or at least nationally accepted that we need. We need twelve hundred dollar checks at a minimum. At to least, be, I mean, at, yeah, this the six hundred dollar like, proposal is fucking insulting. There, my my favorite meme about that was from People City Council. It's like the um, did you guys see this? It's the uh-huh. Lucille Bluth 
Um, I mean, it's eight months of rent, Michael. What could it cost? Six hundred dollars. Of course, no, but you know, and that's what's happening is that there's like one hand where I think both sides are trying to figure out: Are we losing some part of the viewership, and are they responding to a different message? Because this, like, sort of, you know, let's just take the status quo and always cape for that thing isn't working right now. And it's and you can see the tension in the streets, on the internet, in the news of people truly being like, I am at the end of my savings, my uh, possibilities for income. And mm -hmm. I like someone needs to do something like I and I think a lot of people are finding out in a really fucked up, tragic way that they're living in a country where the leaders do not give a fuck about what happens to them materially. Even you know? the leaders that you were, you know, you've been told over time are on your side. So, yeah, absolutely. Like, speaking to like the Nancy Pelosi's and speaking to like, let's get Raytheon in the fucking Biden cabinet and, yeah. and on and on. It's like it's now that people are paying closer attention. It's like the stakes are so much higher. But, um, you know, d Democratic leaders are acting exactly the same they would have 10 years ago, which is yeah. like by doing the absolute bare minimum and then doing like a, a five week victory lap about yeah. it. And well, we, we, at least we gave, paid our defense contractors a little something during this not, time. It's just not going to fucking fly. Like it's, I'm, I'm glad that people are angry with them because it's like there, there is a, there is like an amount of suffering and like lives that are on the line here. So, Oh just, yeah. 8 million people have drifted into poverty since the pandemic yeah. began. Like, Instantly, without effort, that's what's the, happened. The unhoused have, population yeah. is like rising at a completely unprecedented rate. We don't have the infrastructure to take care of people. And on top of that, most of the establishment, even the establishment that we voted blue no matter who, is not doing anything about it. It's sorry, my I'm, I'm, my brain gonna start leaking out of my ears. <laughs> well, no, I it's fucked up. Well, no, I just think you know, it, it, I'm it, it really it's it's really fucked up to think that. You could be, you know, you're in a situation where your job prospects are minimal. You have mounting bills to pay. You have pressure from landlords who actually you are the one supporting their lifestyle and trying to act like, you know, you owe them some shit. Um, and, you know, people could turn on the news thinking like, well, what's the news saying? Because I can't be alone out here in this situation of being in dire straits. And. There you want, and then you tune into somebody arguing whether or not someone needs twelve hundred dollars versus six hundred dollars. Like, speak to the human lived situation of day to day people, rather than your yeah. perspective as someone who is an economist or on Wall Street or whatever. Fucking think about what is just like the the minimum you have to do to help people. Like, what the fuck? And I think that's why everybody's brains are going to start leaking because this kind of just like aggressive barbaric treatment of like vulnerable people. I mean, I think as, as time goes on, I think more and more people are waking up to the sort of fallacy of what this American dream is. And you know, the shitty metaphor, it's the American fucking nightmare at the moment. It's also, there's a weird thing too, where there's a new argument that happened this year where people use things are like dead. People are doing things argument more than ever. We're like dead. People are voting. Dead people are getting all the, so don't send right. out the checks because they're all going to dead people, you know, which is one of these weird false flags from of, the Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's this odd trend where well, dead people are getting $1,200 checks. Well, they're not, 
you know, because no one can cash yeah. them. So like, <laughs> that's just one of the many a, yeah. excuses that uh, that's being used as to why I'm just sick of the excuses. Is like twelve hundred already isn't enough, and you can't accomplish that. Like it's been how many months since the first like checks were dispersed? I mean, they're saying like, what it five six in in terms of back rent that's longer. owed there's something like 80 billion dollars worth of back rent that they believe is owed at this point mm-hmm. you could fucking handle that yeah you could you could do something about that right you could you work could, something yeah, that's a manageable number fucking rent it's so it's so ridiculous like when you look at other countries that are you know like at least on the surface not that much more quote-unquote liberal than america is that are just doing a logical things that are not just going to protect human life even if you don't give a shit about human life because you're like nancy pelosi or vanessa hudgens or like whomever uh you know it's it's like it preserves the economy to do these things too mm-hmm. so i don't like it ugh, it makes me mad that well, was a think, reference yeah. to back. Remember when Vanessa Hudgens went live on Instagram and was like, oh, I don't do. care if people live or die. Yeah. I just think about that a lot. <laughs> and we're like, okay, Vanessa, now I'm not going to recommend any of your Christmas films. Take I that. still watch Miles, them, don't say quietly. That. I know. Quietly, I know. Don't the new Princess Switch is good. The new Princess Switch is good. Sorry. Dude, also, night, what was it the <laughs> n- Christmas night or night before Christmas? Night before or Christmas. That... that wasn't great. But the Princess no. Switch with the with the Vanessa that has the blonde wig is good. And reg- yeah, she's she's got range. I'll say that. When that <laughs> wig switch, yeah. I was like, who is this? She's got at least three wigs, and you have to hand it to her. Woo! Anyway, love a wig. Love a wig. <laughs> What I love even more is a proper recovery package that actually helps people that have been skull fucked by this pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's just so weird. We have such a weird fucking cultural hurdle we can't get over, which is giving a fuck about each other. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Like we truly just as a nation, we don't have this like sort of inbuilt value system of being like, hey, f- help your fellow person out. Like, if you're yeah. doing well, be so fucking thankful that you can have the energy now to direct that towards somebody else who needs help. How about that? Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, anyway. Come on, America. Let's one day at a time. But we need to get there very fucking soon. Uh, let's move on to some, I guess, lighter or heavier fare. I don't know how to describe it's this hard next to tell. person. <laughs> Melissa Carone, um, she was the woman that helped most Americans tune out of whatever anti-democratic attempt was being made by Team Trump and Rudy in Michigan last week. Um, and she seemed, as I said before, a bit um, turned up possibly during her testimony in Michigan uh, where she was saying things like, I signed a paper that says I'll go to jail if I lie. Did you? Or all Asians look alike, so fraud, or whatever that line was. <laughs> uh, it was of all-star testimony she gave. Um, and also, on LinkedIn, people are doing a little digging. She's listed herself as an uh, ethical hacker. Mm. Um, Jamie, I don't know if you care to weigh in on that, but she's uh, she's saying she's one of one of your own ethical Listen, hackers. We we in within the ethical hacking community do not claim her. Oh, I understand. I understand why she would want to be included uh, because, you know, we we throw the best parties. We've got a great group chat. But no, she's not involved. She's been she's asked many times. Yeah. Uh, but no, she doesn't get not not a sip of our White Claw goes to her. Sorry. Oh, ooh, that's harsh. Not a sip of White um, Claw and certainly not a sip of Code Red, the chosen she, drink of hackers. I mean, you know, she became the, an SNL character. She became all kinds of memes. So I think the next logical step was that she would do an interview with Inside Edition, 
um, to sure. insist that she was not inebriated and That's just one of say, the stages of grief. Yeah, <laughs> going on inside it. <laughs> I've I've seen this woman get kicked out of a South Philly bar like eighty times in my life. Some of which were during my comedy shows. Like, right. it's just this. This is a person. It just goes on the offensive. You know, yeah. like just which is almost in an admirably blind way. In that my back is against the wall. Actually, it's not really. Right. It's even the best part. You're just being asked to leave um, or tell the <laughs> truth in this case, I, and then just to go this hard. Yeah. I so what she say, say on like. I almost I almost watched her Inside Edition, but then I was like, okay, I cannot watch this Inside Edition interview and Olivia Jade at the Red Table. I have to make a choice. Oh, using and... women of color for her uh, rehabilitation scheme? Yep. <laughs> that was uh, something. That was, but, you know, Gammy called her out and yeah, uh, at the end, right? to see that. Mm-hmm. At the beginning and at the, pretty much the whole time. It was Book great. Gammy it. was yeah. having yeah. none of it. Um, but, uh, so I didn't watch this. I watched Red Table. Yeah. I think that, that there, there's a little more accountability in that one than this one where like, mm-hmm. it's so funny because like anything with Inside Edition, that trope from the Simpsons still holds up where like, they're just Franken biting and hyper cutting your words or like everything seems very edited. Cause even this seemingly natural back and forth feels very edited. Um, mm-hmm. so I just want to, you know, bring up, um, so Melissa Carone, she did go on Inside Edition to defend honor and we will listen to this now there's a lot of people who are saying some not so nice things about you speculating that you may have been drinking at the hearing i signed something saying that if i'm wrong i can go to prison did you i wasn't drunk (laughs) i mean i i i would swear under oath that i wasn't drunk okay um then she goes on to say like you know hey (laughs) you're with rudy giuliani you know that guy who has fucking covid now um and the state of Michigan was saying anyone at that hearing, uh, we're considering that a super spreader event. So you have to quarantine if you're at that legislative hearing uh, because of that. And they're like, what are you doing? Are you good? She's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not. I don't need to do that. I'm fine. I don't, I'm not going to get sick. And was like, just aggressively being like, I don't trust the tests. I mean, I believe in testing. I just don't trust the tests. And she, you're like, ah, you're ah, like, okay, ah, okay, hmm? okay. I'll make okay. sense to me. Sure. I don't know. Sure. I mean, she said I, that because she has no recollection of being at that hearing. She's like, "What are you talking about? I was never at that." She was in the never middle with of a Rudy blackout. Giuliani. Yeah. Are you what, fucking who? serious? No, She's get out of my I... face, Inside Edition. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> and so well, more digging has gone on too. And she was recently just getting off of probation um, because <laughs> she was harassing her fiance's ex-wife, um, mm-hmm. and the. The tactics she was using, very ethical hacker type tactics. Okay, is she yes, kept, I would like to sign off on She this. kept sending sex tapes to his mm. her fiance's ex-wife to essentially, I think, quote, put her over the top. What? And <laughs> yes, um, but it was of Corone and her husband. She was like, that was what she's the like. Sex look, tape was uh, yeah, about, it's right? like I'm fucking your ex husband, and multiple times sending it to this poor woman who'd never asked for them in the hopes of just causing her as much torment as possible. And she what? was in her first charge was what? first degree obscenity and using a computer to commit a crime hmm. um, with a different name, apparently. And then she took a plea and just got disorderly conduct in a year of probie. So allegedly, think- she allegedly sent those, allegedly sent sex tapes. That were she seems more like a uh, like a VHS tape sender more than a computer user. You know, like I'm surprised that's what she. Oh got right, with. yeah. With like the letters cut out was like the label on the VHS tape. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I and would, yeah, I, ugh, I mean, can 
we need to get we need to be done with this woman like can we ugh, god i'm yeah, like mean as hell. To the next internet villain this is i don't like this one this one's bumming me out Let's yeah it's all well i think all this to say is right they've also like she said a lot of things at that hearing like she had two degrees and on her linkedin page said she went to university of michigan at dearborn like the school is like we have no record of anyone there and then when they asked her to clarify she's like i don't have a bachelor's degree i'm like four classes away from a bachelor's degree and i'm not uh. telling you the school because i don't want them to get harassed and all this is just basically i think demonstrating that the useful idiots that the that this campaign finds they're all like very similar in that they're willing to say and do anything for whatever, mm. like whatever serves them personally or, you know, scratches their itch for vengeance or whatever is going on. Uh, so, yeah, just tune tune in to see whatever the next uh, debacle is as Rudy screams half truths from his hospital bed. So let's move <sighs> on to the Russian media. Um, because we don't, okay. really, you know, we talk about our mainstream media, mm -hmm. but we don't talk about Russian mainstream media or Kremlin state media at oil ever. <laughs> well, right now, they on like their, I think their show is called Sixty Minutes, like their equivalent of Sixty Amazing. Minutes. It's just called Sixty they got Minutes. Sixty Minutes in Russia. Oh yeah, they yeah, got yeah, all yeah. Sorts of minutes. They're loving it. Um, yeah. All the talk, especially on like these state news shows, are people having full on debates about whether or not Trump should just fuck off to Russia and come he come to Russia to like escape, you know, accountability in the United States. And like they all start like they talk very affectionately, like being saying like our Donald or comrade Trump or Trumpusha, like little affectations, like on like these oh little God. names, pet names for him. And mm. These, they're saying that all these like you know political commentators, lawyers, wonks, or whatever they have on these shows. <laughs> this is from this Daily Beast article saying, "quote Experts in the studio enthusiastically discuss the likelihood of Trump being charged with a bevy of offenses from tax evasion to fraud and sexual assault. They concurred that Trump's presidential pardon would not help him in state cases, unlike the recently advanced constitutional amendment in Russia that secured lifetime immunity from criminal prosecution for the country's former presidents." Um, and then they also just saying like. That pr Trump and Putin can relate to each other because it like they love the ruthless pursuit of power, but they just also don't want any kind of accountability. So let's this is the place for you. You know, we'll protect you. And it's yeah. very interesting to see this like coming out. Like, I don't know if they're really trying to be like, hey, come here and then. They could fully turn him into a tool of propaganda if he lived in Russia. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? I was like, about to say, I mean, is is that the end game, he wouldn't know do you think yeah yeah i mean it's, I, I think he yeah. would be down to do it either way because it's like it's you know it's going to be hard for i mean it's not it wouldn't be impossible for him to continue in the u.s obviously but but if you know the russian if like the russian media just wants to set him up and be like you're set for life now and you know i don't know i guess that yeah. would make sense well, the yeah, piss tape industry will skyrocket there if he. If he that's did, which true. Is, that's true. The value of piss is going to really sustain the economy for years to come. That's true. Yeah. The, the thing is, like you know, the most of the rumblings were that he's just going to fuck right off to Mar-a-Lago, you know, and never, you know, yeah. some people are saying Christmas is the last, like we're going to see the end of him in D.C. when he goes when he leaves for the for the holiday break. Like he's not mm -hmm. going to come back. Um, is what some people suspect, which makes sense because why fucking come back? You're already, you're not even doing anything as president. He was never really there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and also just like, he doesn't give a fuck. He's like actively doing nothing now and just 
Yeah. Uh, he's complete. It's like weird. He has like the weirdest senioritis for the presidency in like this in the worst possible time ever. But anyway, I mean, I think those are the expectations that he'd go to Florida. But it is also true that there are a lot of attorneys that are just like rubbing their mitts to hit him with all these lawsuits, whether it's like there are people in Congress who are really interested in his tax stuff or in the things that are going on in the state of New York. Like he does have a lot of um, legal liabilities he's facing. So part of me feels like, shit, maybe he would, because it is kind of like the most sore loser way to like peace out is to be like, on one level, I'll be like his, I don't think his ego could handle the idea of him having to flee the United States for Mm -hmm. safety because he wants to feel like king shit of Turd Mountain. But this whole thing of like, because it's kind of a, there's really no other way to stay away from the grasp of the law that you would just kind of be like, yeah, well, the thing is, it's all fucked up in the U.S. anyway. That's why I had to get the fuck out. Like, you think I must you, I'm stupid if I stayed there. Seriously, you think I'm going to stay there? No, like I'm in Russia, dude, where it's fucking cool. Like, it sounds like typical sore loser shit where like in high school, it was more like, oh, I didn't go to that party because it was da, da, da. like I, I did this the other. And I'm like, OK, fool, I don't I don't know what this is about. I was I was going to go to Harvard, party. but it like. But then I was like, UMass Dartmouth, baby. Like, hey. he actually, mm-hmm. not that that's that's not nice of you. UMass Dartmouth was great. I think Fantastic. By the way, Fantastic. I'm only I'm only asking this because I, I don't know. Um, are How different are the extradition policies of Russia and Florida? Like, are they similar or can, can you be stuck in one? Like more easier than the other. Yeah, which jurisdiction? I mean, when you are in the autonomous zone of Mar-a-Lago, I'm not sure which of our Mm. land's laws apply. Okay, you don't know either, right? Oh, that would also be. I mean, like the the logical autonomous zone sounds like a likely. It sounds like a thing. Wait, don't you? Maybe you just gave them the idea. I don't. Well, I don't know where they go with it because they also (laughs) say Jared and Ivanka bought like a weird, like they're blowing out the Bedminster golf course or whatever in New Jersey to be like their own village that they never have to leave and can pretend it's Manhattan or whatever. Yeah. And then they also are. They have more land, like in Florida. They just bought like in some very protected space where reality can't get you. I guess and, it's their autonomous zone, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but so, but part of me is like, if Trump, he would be like, I gotta leave because I'm not. They're gonna fucking take me to court. I can't fucking do that. If he really is on this, like, I didn't do anything wrong, and honestly, like, I am the god of the U.S. That would be the logical conclusion. Like, I actually declare Mar-a-Lago a sovereign nation within a nation. Shout out to the indigenous people of this country, and my law, your laws do not apply to me. And they're like, all right, asshole, we're sorry. This, we're we're taking you to court now. Could you could you imagine how just inbred these autonomous Trump zones are going to be in twenty years? <laughs> you know, if oh. you let if you let Ivanka and Jared have that zone, it's just going to be it's going to be a no go. You can't go in there. We all the descend is from be one of Jared, Ivanka, Don Jr., or Kimberly Guilfoyle, mm-hmm. our ancestors. You're like, oh god, your ancestors, <laughs> all of our yes. Oh, uh, anyway, so th- that's that's what's going on. I don't know. I mean, my money. I don't know. What's your money on? If you had to make a bet now, Trump going to Russia or no? I I don't know. I mean, or I how much money on... would you put on it if you wanted to, but you don't want to take too big of a punt on it? So you just a I think it depends on, on uh, it depends on. I mean, it always depends on the day with him. Right. But I, I feel like it's it'll be a battle of whether it's uh, ego or cowardice that wins out. 
Yeah. Because uh, if, if it's cowardice, I think he'll go to Russia. Oh, yeah. If it's ego, it's ego then he'll autonomous double down zone. and stay in the Mar-a-Lago autonomous zone. Depends <laughs> on the day he has to make that call. So, right, right, right. I don't know. We will soon find out if we're going the, the way of the Mar-a-Lago autonomous zone or back to Mother Russia. Mm. Um, and speaking of Russia, I just want to talk about their vaccine that's being rolled out, the Sputnik 5 vaccine, which... Woo. Whoa, I wonder if that's a nod to the space race with the U.S. that you're also now framing this vaccine thing as another race. But mm, that's that's a the answer is yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they have begun their vaccination campaign and they've also their, their hopes is to have two million Russians vaccinated by the end of December. Um, Are they really hitting, rushing it? Yeah, probably. Well, they're what? hitting a few roadblocks there, comrade. Um, the deal is that. They don't like a lot of Russians do not want to take the vaccine um, because for a couple of reasons, uh, a they just didn't trust Vladimir Putin in August when he was like trumpeting his own like success story. It was like, we've got the first vaccine. My daughter took it. It's fucking way better than anything else you're fucking hearing about. That essentially made 69 percent of Russians say, nah, fam. Oh, I'm sorry. That essentially made 59% of Russians say nah fam to a vaccine because they didn't wow. like Putin's confidence on that. They're like, nah, fool, this fool came out Ooh. way too tough with it. And we don't we don't trust him. Sorry. We're we not gotta, gonna fucking like, take it. I, I wish we could like talk to I want to talk to Russia people. I feel like we, we we would have a lot to talk about. Just the yeah, fundamental like, mistrust oh, in the hate government. Your place like, too. Yeah, our brains are fucking like kamikaze by lies to the point where we're we're you know we don't know whether to to live or die interesting yeah. are the God. greatest collab a russian working russians and americans to work together to overthrow their their, their respective like governments that. for the people Fuck they're like yeah. we can help each other y'all come on grandparents will hate they're like this will make joe mccarthy fucking disintegrate into a pile of shit in his grave we're gonna <laughs> fucking do it so um along with this perfectly whole... preserved by the way right now yeah, whatever yeah, awful <laughs> bile was in that guy to make him do the things that he did has preserved his body Dude, perfectly he looks like the day he died it's immaculate we're just waiting gorgeous. for this moment um but the other thing is that russians are really pissed because they're being told to abstain from alcohol for two months if they're taking the vaccine because it can Ooh. interfere with the efficacy. Oh, uh, this is coming right before the holidays. Yeah, in, like that's, and I'm that's not making not I'm not making stereotypes. This is in any country that has mm -hmm. year end traditions. You're drinking. You are fucking drinking. And when you're when it's cold, you drink a lot more. And it keeps you warm. The, yeah, so many people are like. What the fuck? Everyone's like, the fucking holidays are coming, and now you yeah. want to fucking tell people this? So other people are like, dude, I'm not doing that because I have to have a drink on New Year's. Like, that's sacred more than my life. Like, I will have some vodka on New Year's. No, I'm not abstaining. So it's yeah. caused, like, this other ripple effect. And then there's, like, infighting between the health administrators, like, in the country who are being like, please don't drink. It could, like, affect you. And then there's, like, the people who developed the vaccine who are using meme warfare. Um, <gasps> one person who is like one of the de vaccine developers said, one glass of champagne won't hurt anyone, not even your immune system. And then the official account of the vaccine, if there is such a thing, <laughs> Wait, did, the, so did the fucking Leonardo DiCaprio Gatsby champagne <laughs> cheers fucking still? As like I the- don't understand, <laughs> so but like, I'm on board. But then, Russia's like these doctors sick. are like, "Yo, what the fuck are At you doing?" Sputnik vaccine tweeting yeah. out memes. I don't like it. <laughs> I yeah. Don't. 
So a lot of people are like, this is fucking stupid. We don't like it. It seems like a pissing contest with your space race references. Um, And then not to mention, (laughs) like, this is all also against a backdrop, too, where people are witnessing Russian doctors who have been critical of the government's, like, overall healthcare strategy. They've literally been just falling out of windows. Um, And so I just like some of these are so fucked up. Um, There was one doctor in Siberia just fell out of a window during a conference call. She was on a conference Mm. call and fell out of a window on in the middle of a conference call. And they're like, what the fuck? Um, The next day, an ambulance doctor uh, fell from a second floor window at the hospital where he worked at. Um, and you know, had a, got a fractured skull, another doctor, chief of emergency medical services at a training base for Russian astronauts who was critical, fell out of a window where she was being treated for COVID-19. It's um, an epidemic. Yeah. I mean, it's a fucking, we were talking about this is like, it's a weird thing that they do over there. Um, we're like, okay, so you're just going out a window. The way things have been going, they're like the dude who fell out of the second story window, um, he first said something about like, I don't want to like, you know, we have to do the right thing, like with coronavirus care. He uh, let's see, like five days later, he like came back. He's like, oh, I, I want to take back my statement. I was in an emotional state. Then less than a week later, he fell out of a window. Well, that's why he got the second story one, because he recanted. If he yeah. stuck with it, he would have gone higher up in the building. I bet that's what they do. <laughs> like every day, every day it takes you to recount. We go up a story. <laughs> that's that's true. By the Which way, is, Sputnik, I believe, God. means traveling companion in russian which makes sense Mm. for Mm. a spacecraft but is that means for the like vaccine are they insinuating it travels with you in your blood because that's kind of a stretch yeah or it helps you travel Ooh, maybe yeah i I was like maybe it means you can travel again or maybe it's just a fun throwback (laughs) maybe it is you're right it's all we're a nostalgia driven generation baby we're like oh i remember well we don't remember Sputnik. i remember when my dad talked about sputnik and i was tuning it out i remember first grade (laughs) he told us about sputnik jesus all right an uh, rc cola vaccine (laughs) just like remember that (laughs) <laughs> oh man, dude, dude, you getting that Pepsi, that crystal clear Pepsi vaccine? Mm-hmm. Uh right mm-hmm. now. Pepsi blue. Oh, was that blue though? Pepsi blue wasn't actually blue, was it? Pepsi blue was We'll blue. never know. I think Pepsi blue was blue, wasn't it? I never bothered. Like it was so off I think it was. I was like even a blue Pepsi, I'm like, I don't want that ever in my life. But the clear crystal was clear. Oh yeah, it was and it was clearly the Swish. taste of a generation. Uh oh, and with that, you. we're gonna take a break and be right back. <laughs> And we're back, and I want to check in with this young man whose career I've been following very carefully. This young man named Nicholas Coppola. Um, he started just a kid, you know, trying to make his way, making a couple little goofy Superman shorts to show people that he too uh, was just as talented as the rest of the people in his family. Um, and all that to say is, I'm talking about Nick Cage, who's actually a Coppola for most people who don't know that. Some no. film people know that, but Nicholas Cage is oh, a Coppola. His name is Nicholas Coppola. I love the look on someone's face when they didn't know Nick Cage was nepotism, and it all you see it all. That, that's click Blake right all now. <laughs> I'm so happy. I could straight give into that my to veins. You, Wait, I is am, that tr- really? Uh no bit. I did not know that. Yeah, it, it's that, this is yeah, this is great news. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. it make so much sense? Like I like Nick Cage, but there's no way he could have got he could have 
on his own. He didn't get this on merit. Yeah. <laughs> no. He didn't get Rumble Fish uh, because he was good. Oh I... wow! Or I'm Peggy sorry Sue to got married. That's great. Uh, yeah. His full name Nicholas Kim Coppola. Yeah. From it's Long Beach, California. Cousin, baby. Yeah. Um. So anyway, this young man, he's had a hard <laughs> life. Um, you know, just trying to figure out where he fit into his talented family. And he realized, I'm just going to become a meme and I'm going to scream a lot and I'll be a meme and I'll just be, have all kinds of fake hair and people scream will Scream a lot, me. meme a lot. Yep. Is, scream, amen. Amen. scream a lot, so. meme a lot. Welcome to Camelot. And <laughs> Nick Coppola is now booked a new gig. Like the last time I feel like we were talking about him was because he's going to be playing Joe Exotic. In like this Amazon thing, mm-hmm. like that yeah. we thought was a joke, and I was like, "That's right, he did I say he was going to do I this." I hope that goes away. I, was, it, I feel like the collective trauma that we all had around the time that Tiger King came out, we should just be like, "Let's forget, let's forget about yeah. it." No one wants to be reminded of the time. It was a weird time. We were watching Tiger King. It yeah, we didn't know what was good. going on. Mm-hmm. We were like celebrating the pandemic for like giving us like time to chill out. It was a very odd moment. I feel like the whole. That era, yeah. Just a few months ago, that whole era. I, if you remember that, that era, era I can't believe ago, he's a Coppola. This is awesome. <laughs> Still wrestling with so that. Wild. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, I mean, not to say like he's a fantastic bad actor, and you know, and also capable every now and then of a really good performance. So I'm not going to take that away from him. Yeah, but uh, we but, can't take adaptation away from him. You know, it's no. like he's he when he's when he's good, he's great. But yeah. I just you know, would he does he cold audition well? Probably not. When he's not the bees. Um, (laughs) But then it's a meme, baby. And we still love it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he is now. Saga, incredible. He's now doing a new show on Netflix that's called The History of Swear Words. Mm. And I'm like, okay. Like my first reaction was like, okay, that makes sense. Um, Like, because I think of like when Nicolas Cage like swears, like it's kind of iconic. Or like you know, yeah. like you can remember him because he's so he's so over the top with his acting sometimes, and so it's, it's gonna be like looking at like the cultural significance of like you know swearing, and it has like cognitive scientists and author of what the f like Benjamin that. Bergen, a linguist um, named Anne Charity Hudley, a professor of feminist studies, uh, Morel Miller Young, a film critic, Elvis Mitchell, the author of Holy Shit, a brief history of swearing, Melissa Moore, and word by word author Corey Stamper. So like. They're doing a thing to like really tackle it from all sides uh, about talking about, you know, like whether they're misogynistic tropes within swearing and things like that. Like, it seems like it's going to be a somewhat elevated conversation about saying things like pussy. Like, let's get into that. What do we know about this, Nicolas Cage? (laughs) I hope every episode starts with like Nick Cage just saying the swear for a straight minute just to see what like he's like, all right, today we're talking about pussy. Fuck. Pussy. Pussy. Puss, puss, puss. I hear this show. This show is actually just uh, the summary of words that his family refers to him as behind his back. (laughs) Talented, talentless shit brick. Things my uncle Francis has called me. Yeah. Get me more of my wine. Uh, <laughs> love Nibam Coppola wine. Uh, the other wow. thing is like, so it's it's produced by Funny or Die, and actually has like a lot of uh, funny comedians too. Joel Kim Booster, D. Ray Davis, 
uh, oh, past cool. guests, Open Mike Eagle, Zainab mm. Johnson, uh, Patty Harrison, Nikki Glazer. It's it got you know. This sounds some... like a good Sarah vibe, Silverman. Honestly, there's going to be some Vaughn. interesting people. Yeah, Baron Vaughn, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., hey. Jim Jeffries. I mean, I, the list goes on. London Hughes. Um, so <laughs> I think you know it could be it could be something very interesting. But at the same time, I'm just like. I, there's I something can't that somebody t- of our friends get to meet Nick Cage. Maybe that's exciting yeah, or distant or they're like, or some people are like, do I have to interact with, with Nick him? Cage? Yeah. Incredible. Could you imagine what that looks like? He's wearing like a silk. I feel like he's, he's like just wearing a beekeeper outfit. He's, he's like your boy Molina in boogie nights, like silk robe, oh. underwear underneath. Oh. And he's like, what? What's fuck me? What if I just had like, an action what? figure of that also? That would be wild. That would also Ooh, be an yeah. iconic uh, Molina action figure for all the for the P.T. Anderson fuck boys who Love only know him, him from that movie. Uh, Miles. But, but this whole thing. I mean, look, I'm I'm one of them. <laughs> Trust me. I'm a, yeah. I'm from the valley. Like, and I'm like, say, yo, dude, he holds it down for right the valley. Now. And he's with Maya Rudolph. OK, like mm-hmm. <laughs> I fuck with him. Um, all that to say is I'm just have, have toxic pride in my little part of the San Fernando Valley. <laughs> the other thing I do want to say is that this show feels like another Netflix algorithm, like algorithmic hit where they're like, I think if we do a show about swearing and we intersect mm-hmm. it with Nick Cage and comedians, it's gonna, it's like a meme of a show that people are now going to watch. And it freaks me out because I really do feel like they are beginning to just develop things based on like algorithmic data rather than like the, you know, the, the olden days when comedians would get really drunk, say something offhand and be like, dude, no, hold on, man. We should develop that. Right. That's the olden thing. days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's just some, you know, readout where it's like Nick Cage plus fucking plus history equals hit. And you're like, all right, fuck it. The history of swearing with Nick Cage. Yeah. So, there it is. There it is. Cool. You know, it's it's not my least favorite clearly algorithm pitched uh, no. show idea ever. I'll I'll watch it. I mean, purely too, because like it seems like when you look at the experts and comedians, I'm like, this is, seems like I can't really. Say, there isn't much I'm saying no to. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. You're just like it's a list like, of things oh, I fine. like. I don't really know why they're together, but I guess yeah. we'll just see. I got time. Yeah, and like, who isn't gonna tune in for a fucking you know however long episode about like understanding the the origin of the word shit? That's you know, good. Yeah, that's yeah. good shit. Yeah, yeah. There we go. See, we know. All right, it gets yeah. a stamp. Nick Cage, Nick Coppola. We'll we'll call you by your your stage name if you want. And finally, I just want to check in with one of my old bosses, Gordon Ramsay. Oh, um, <laughs> because he is he is taking his talents. Um, and burger restaurant to a new location inside Harrods in London. And mm. what's on the menu? A hundred and six dollar burger. Oh. And I'm oh. like, yo, read the room, Ramsey. Ugh, I make that in a yeah, week. Seriously. Uh dude, we're not we're t- I mean, look, the situ- as from our point of view in the United States, it seems like absolutely ridiculous. I know in the UK, too, things aren't that great. And last I checked, Harrods is not open. So I don't know when you are going to even go into this restaurant to eat this burger. Uh, but Wild. just to let you know how you get to $106, $106, the extravagant patty is a Wagyu burger, apparently featuring, apparently? 
Okay, interesting. Apparently, <laughs> that is weird. Yeah, why is that worded? I don't know. That's, that no, was like, in the we release. Commit, we can't commit. So to it I'm being told. In the burger, but... uh, wait, hold on. This is a scam. Then <laughs> it can't be apparent. To it needs talk to be about an hundred dollar burger. Yeah, this shit needs to be apparently. unequivocal. <laughs> this is it's it undeniably <laughs> has to be this hundred percent UK heritage beef patty, seared wagyu sirloin, fresh black truffles, and truffle pecorino cheese. That gets you there like forty dollars. I don't know why they even why even put a press release out. It's going to anger people. Like you want to talk about your yeah. luxury burger in the time of like the global depression. Um but he did read the room on the other side because okay. he's entering the seltzer game also. Ooh. Uh and oh, it's called wait. wait for it. Hell's Seltzer. <laughs> Um, isn't White Claw just Hell Seltzer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the seltzer seltzer game is getting crowded. I'll tell you the that. It's getting I, crowded. At this point, you need a good name. You know, it yeah. is coming down to, because they all cost about the same. They all basically taste like shit. Yeah. Uh, so it's really coming down to a name game for me. What's the deal with Hell Seltzer? Oh, well, <laughs> the website that it, apparently, like, you know, they're doing, apparently, uh, that they're, wasn't that that kid? Wasn't that that meme, the kid who said apparently all on that? Oh, uh, yeah, he's like on the And apparently, something. well, you know, we're supposed to come <laughs> down and apparently that it's like, okay, I just learned a new word also. Um, the website that's like doing the press release says that Ramsey's, quote, discerning palate is behind the seltzer's four unapologetically bold flavors. Like uh, what? They're Chips. all inspired by the popular menu items from his Hell's Kitchen restaurant. I'm like, so Ew. what? Like beef meat? Wellington? Yeah, or like that's gross. Lobster risotto. I I worked on the Hell's Kitchen show, so I know what else are we talking about. Is it the? Uh, I, I I mean, beef Wellington seltzer sounds like it's worth a punt. It um, does. And I hear the ingredients, by the way, are seltzer, natural flavors, and hate for the three. <laughs> They, they meant hate green. in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you idiot! Right. Uh, the other, the, the, his like, his cheesy ass like, you know, puff promo talk is amazing too. Quote, this is Gordon Ramsay. Quote, yes, even I enjoy a hard seltzer after a long day. <sighs> so I decided to toss the devil horns into the ring and heat things up. Hell's Ooh. Kitchen will never freeze over, but a cold Hell's seltzer is a great start. I'm in. Oh, wow. And you know those you, are words directly from him. He's lying through his fucking teeth. Oh, he would no, not take a sip. You think Gordon Ramsay would knows. drink hard Why would he fair? lie? Did you hear what he said, Jamie? He said, yes, even I. He's acknowledging that it would be strange. This is real. He said even he would, after a hard, long a long day, he's going to kick back with a helzer. Helter Skelter. I'm going to drink Dude, this Skelter is way better. Wellington Helter Skelter. That's great. Yeah, Beef Wellington, Helzer, Skelzer, you'll be like, I think we need to speak with them. Are they okay? They're drinking beef-flavored alcohol. It's 81% I mean, it's... alcohol. In that. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, what, also with the seltzer, you got you to, it's all, it, all of it is like low though, and it hurts you, but mm. somehow, my thing with seltzer is like, you drink one, the right. alcohol content is very low, but and yet you're still like getting hungover in real time, and you're like, "How is this possible? I'm not yeah. drunk, and yet, and I'm already hungover." This What's your favorite flavor? I like, I do like a mango white claw. I'll, I'll I like the mang white cleasy too. I was um, gonna say that too. I I play around with a little black cherry uh, yeah, from time to time. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I add vodka. To well, is that a weird move? You can't live like that. You can't live your life in that fine. way. That's fine. That's what I tell Her Majesty. I say, "Yo, give me that, 
Mango Cleasy, but boost it. Boost it. <laughs> boost it. Hey, uh, <laughs> change that thing up a little bit. What do you think? Uh, hey, Her Majesty, let me get a Mang Cleasy, but don't trim the claws. Actually, put some put some claw extensions claws on. for me, please. Sharpen Leave that claw claws. up, Her Majesty, one time for your boy. Uh, so he can... So he can fall over picking up dog shit in the yard. Uh, <laughs> that's just an insight into my Sunday mornings. Blake, thanks so much for stopping by. Bobby. Anytime. Where can people find you? Follow that's you? A, that's a great, great What's question. A tweet that you like? Dude, that is man. a great question. Oh, which which one? If you had to choose which one I answered first, which would you go with? Tweet? I'm just yeah. Mm, I don't know. Your call, baby. I'll do the tweet second. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Ooh. okay. If that's okay, or do you yeah, want me to do no. it first? Hey, dealer's choice, oh, man. No. Your choice. Oh, I'm going to do it first. I want you to be comfortable here. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm more comfortable. The tweet thing at first was a little tough for me, but now I'm coming around on it. Okay. Um, oh, whatever you prefer. I think I prefer this. I'll okay. do the tweet first, and then I'll give you, ah. I'll give you my whereabouts. Um, the tweet is from Roy Wood Jr., who is one of my favorite follows. And, Who's that? A uh, very funny comedian. I'm joking. And, and, Dude, Jamie's uh, face. Like, no, you, what? you look he like Blake when he Coppola, heard. Yeah, when Blake heard it, Cage was a Coppola. You did the same face when I said, "Who's Roy?" Which, huh? um, and his tweet is the three stages of wealth: one, I'm a call my cousins; two, I'm a call the police; and three, I'm a call my lawyer. Or <laughs> the three stages of wealth. Uh, that's a great one for Roy Wood Jr. And then um, I had an album come out, I guess, yesterday when this releases. Uh, it's called Live from the Pandemic. Um, I recorded it outside a steel plant in um, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And uh, it was outdoors and it was uh, it came together great. I didn't plan on recording it and it came together so well I released it. So, yeah, Live that's from the amazing. Pandemic. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It was really, really fun. It's my third yep. time back on stage since this thing happened and maybe my last because uh yeah we locked it down again but um yeah that came out today blakewexler.com at blake wexler blake's takes for god's sakes it's a podcast but yeah live from the pandemic available everywhere hey yammy lofty what about you yeah. where can people find you and follow you what's a tweet that you like uh you can well i'll, I'll, I'll go t- i'll go tweet first as well mm, uh nice. this one comes from a cheesy might scroll i don't know mm-hmm. uh but they tweet uh, Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried could do The Lighthouse and Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson could do Jennifer's Body. Uh, and I think that, that they're right uh, They're right to say that. I agree. I, and I would like to see it. Um, for me, tonight, I'm going to be doing a live stream fundraiser for um, a mutual aid group that I really love called Ground Game LA. So I'll nice. be tweeting about that over at Jamie Loftus Help. Check that out. Speaking of Alfred Molina, um, I released a very abrupt collaboration with one of my favorite um, T-shirt companies, Super Yaki, and we released two T-shirts yesterday. One says, Alfred Molina could have done it. The other one says, Alfred Molina, my one true love. So wasn't expecting to become a fashion designer this week, but Alfred Molina made a decision, and uh, now I'm a fashion designer. So go to Super Yaki and get one of those. The hits don't stop. The hits and don't Lolita stop. And a podcast if uh, if you want to be real sad and cry all day and all night. That's what I do. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic for y'all. For anyone who's don't sleep on the Lolita podcast at all. I mean, like it's internationally known and locally respected at this point. It's like, just oh, yeah. just get out the way. Get in or get out the way. <laughs> Seriously. So, um, yeah, that. Wait, fuck. None of my likes are saving on Twitter. I'm sorry. I'm like oh, going yeah. to my likes and then it 
stopped from three days ago, even if I force, Weird. like, refresh. Oh, God. Oh, no. Um, shit. What's going to happen? Uh, I'm just going to, wait. I just know one of them is one Andrew T. liked, so I'm just looking at his likes and I'm uh, sure. Matt. I hear the podcast is amazing, Jamie. Like, I've never seen people unilaterally like something before other than your podcast, like the Lolita Pod. So congrats. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Of and course. congrats on the album. What a, what a time. What a time. What a time. It feels so weird to promote anything. I know. I know. Time. No, it's a nightmare. <laughs> but, yeah. You don't want to sound tone deaf, but I think I think you're doing the right thing. Trying. I mean, I'm I'm excited to listen to your album. And this Thank yeah, you. I don't Yeah, this show just keeps getting more depressing. Like it's it's <laughs> I love doing it and it means a lot to me, but whoo, it keeps getting sad. It's heavy. Yeah. It keeps um okay. Uh some tweets that I like. One is from at Chris underscore A425. She tweets, is it for fuck's sake or for fuck's sake? Uh, it's for a work email, so it has to sound professional. <laughs> um, and then, fuck, where is this other one? Uh, and then this one is from Rakesh Satyal at Rakesh Satyal, uh, tweeting a Black Mirror episode in which we all count down on New Year's Eve, but return immediately to January 1, 2020. No. Oh my God. <laughs> That would be upsetting to the highest degree. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, the other podcast, 420 Day Fiance. Check that out. And, uh, you know, check the Daily Zeitgeist out. You know, we're on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist, Instagram at The Daily Zeitgeist. We got a Facebook fan page. Uh, you know, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. So, for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the app or wherever you get your favorite shows. We also got a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and episodes. Our oh, sorry. Is that, is that uh, what sheet no. like? You bloody fucked it up again, you <laughs> fucking drongar. It's the footnotes. Well, that was my first exposure to that bit. I really liked <laughs> Episodes? Oh, I wasn't ready. Oh, shit. Um, and let's, uh, and then also, this is for the song we ride out on. And this track is going to be from Seneca B, and it's called Sunshine. Yeah, this track is just got like good acoustic guitar picking, haunting vocals uh, from Seneca. It's just like a, I don't know, it's moody. I, I, I like moody on a Thursday. I don't know about y'all, but Thursday is okay. the moodiest day of the week. Uh, and this is a vibe, I guess. So we're going to ride out on Sunshine by Seneca B. Thanks again, y'all, for joining me while Jack goes out for cigarettes. And we will see y'all uh, later today to talk trends. Until then, love y'all. Bye. Bye.